Dear creepy neighbor, we've had three interactions now, and damn, am I creeped out. The first time we met, you complimented me, which was sweet, but then I saw your eyes roam, and you asked me if I have any hot friends. I told you no, and then you left, which was a relief, but that situation left me uneasy. I've seen you since while I'm with my husband, and you never do anything weird. But just last week when I was alone for once, you tried to flag me down as I was driving out of the neighborhood. I ignored you. I'm not one to pull over to talk to men that I don't know while I'm alone. But that double take I saw you do when I got closer lets me know that you registered it was me before you tried flagging me down, again with the uneasy feelings. And now yesterday I'm driving through the neighborhood to go get groceries. I see you again. You're at the front of the neighborhood now, so quite a distance from my house and your own. You lock eyes with me and wave. This is fine. This is normal. Now then, coming home from two hours of shopping to see you standing outside my house is not normal. The image is burned through my brain of you just creepily standing in front of my house. Literally, my heart dropped and I audibly said, What the fuck? The second you notice my car coming up the street, you start slowly walking, yeah, real casual, down towards a dead end. When I see you turn around early, I call my dad because I don't want to talk to you and I don't think you'll try anything if I'm on the phone. I literally see you hesitate when you realize I'm on the phone. You slowly walk past my house and pause at the bottom of my driveway. By this point, I'm already freaked out. I'm sitting in my car because fuck trying to get me and my baby inside with this freak hovering around my car. My dad at this point is having his fill of expletive words from me freaking out. Finally, after two minutes of hovering, creepy neighbor, you start walking back towards your own house. But I see you stop a short distance away and look back. And when I eventually get out of my car, I peer over the hill to see you looking at me. You wave, then continue walking to your house. I grab my baby and groceries and run inside. I lock the doors and proceed to have rolling anxiety attacks. I feel uneasy and nauseous. It's the next day and I'm peering out my windows every hour. My husband joked about you might have found me online. Well, if you have, maybe stop creeping me the fuck out. No one needs to hover like that and you creeping on residents is not cool. Currently working on getting a security system in place. I never had anything like this happen before. Not sure what to do or if I'm overreacting to the entire situation. I tend to go with my gut and in these encounters, my gut has been screaming at me. So I'm in my early 20s and female. I moved out on my own for the first time about two years ago. I haven't had much to do with any of my neighbors and I've always been slightly uneasy to the fact that no one's around here looking out for me. If anything seems off, no one would notice or investigate to make sure I'm alright. Last year, I constantly noticed a guy walking his dog in the grass area behind my home. This isn't unusual to see. It's a common area for residents here. His dog is super cute, and my cat likes to play with him through the glass door out back. They would just chase each other back and forth and put their paws on the glass and such. Real cute stuff. Well, one day, I was outside when his dog came running up to my porch with glee to get his pets and say hi to his kitty friend. This is the first time I actually spoke to this neighbor. We'll call him Mark. So Mark seemed decent enough, and we got along just fine. 
We started hanging out pretty often in a short period of time, mainly because I'm a smoker and he was letting his dog out all the time and it was summer. So we ran into each other quite often and would spend an hour or more after work most days talking. This lasted a couple weeks. I gave him my phone number and was happy to have a friend in my complex. I will say, he was clearly interested in either having a romantic relationship with me or at least being butt buddies. He said this quite a lot. Not butt buddies, but you know what I'm saying. I was very honest with him that I wasn't interested in either, at all, and had to tell him this quite often. Frankly, I was getting rather irritated that this came up several times every time we spoke. He rather quickly was trying to get me to go into his house from the first time we talked until the last. He offered multiple times every time I saw him and blamed it on me being COVID cautious. He quickly got tired of the excuse and invited himself into my home as well, which I also said no. One day, he came out when I was smoking with a bottle of wine and a couple of glasses, saying I had to try this stuff because it was delicious. I instantly noticed that the seal was broken. It was a screw cap bottle, but it didn't seem like anything had been drank. The bottle was filled to the brim, which I also thought was a little odd because usually wine isn't filled to the tippy top like that. So he pours a couple of glasses and doesn't skip a beat on telling me to take a drink. I felt very uncomfortable, but I didn't want him to feel like he was being accused of anything when he was just trying to be a friendly neighbor. After all, he poured himself a glass of this very same stuff, right? Well, my mom raised me better than that, so I totally fake sipped and said it was good. After any sentence either of us said, he would tell me to take another drink. I told him that I don't really drink, so I'm pacing myself, but did say that I noticed that he hadn't drank any and to please go ahead. He didn't reach for his glass right away, but in the middle of speaking, he reached for his cup and knocked it over, spilling the wine into the grass. He brushed it off rather quickly and told me it's my turn to drink now. I said, but you still haven't drank anything. You spilled your drink. Pour yourself another glass. I don't want to drink alone. So he did. He still didn't drink anything. He did tell me a few moments later to drink mine. I told him that he needed to catch up, and we basically kept doing this in circles. He reaches for his glass again, and guess what? Spilled it again. Wine is all in the grass now. Then he told me to drink. At this point, I'm done. Too many red flags are screaming at me to get the hell out. I'm honest with him that he seemed real sketchy, and that I didn't trust the drink because he is refusing to drink any, but is way too eager for me to drink mine. He told me that he was just clumsy and taking it slow because he doesn't drink a lot, but he has seen me have friends over taking shots and drinking beer and wine, so he knows that I'll be able to handle it better than him. Yet another red flag is raised. So he's been watching me, huh? I think it's important to mention that our complex is huge. He used to work here and knows the maintenance crew and doesn't live particularly near me. He is about a half block away from me and cannot see my windows or my yard from where he lives. Also, there's a few different common areas closer to him that he could use for his dog. So I told him, I'm flat out not drinking anything because of how it all seemed. He once again pours himself a glass and then once again spills it. There isn't much left in the bottle at this point. I pour the remaining wine in his glass and tell him to drink with me on a count of three. We raise our glasses. To my amazement, he actually takes a drink and I spilled mine into the grass. Oops. He comes out about two nights later while I was smoking and instantly starts complaining to me that 
I wouldn't date him or have sex with him. He doesn't know why all the girls are like this. He starts getting really loud, shouting at me, asking me what the problem with him is and why I won't do these things. I told him that I had been honest with him since I had met him, that I'm not interested in that and it's not just him. I'm just honestly not interested in that from anyone right now. He still shouts at me and starts complaining about his ex and her dog. Yes, her dog. Then proceeds to tell me that he used to abuse the shit out of that dog and went into full detail about how he wouldn't feed or give it water because it used the bathroom in the house and how he kicked it really hard. I'm horrified at this point, especially considering the whole time he's telling me this, he's playing fetch with his little dog. His dog always seemed scared of him and I had even pointed that out in the past. And he said that his previous owners were abusive, so he was just very scared and distrusting. The dog was always very excited to see me though, and would cuddle up with me and stay by me. So I always thought I was extra special. But with that knowledge, I just think that this poor guy is currently in an abusive household. I was so done with this guy that I just cut him off and said I needed to go into my house because my friends were waiting on me. He has sent me several messages of gibberish when he's outside. He would just blow up my phone with, Hey, hi, Tujib, Nasajibib, Janik, LOL, my name, hi. It would just keep going. He's even texting me telling me that he knows I'm home because he can see me walking around or he sees that my car is in the lot. He would throw his dog's toys on my porch. I think to get my attention to come out because of the cute dog. He would just stand outside my porch for hours. It's all cold and rainy and snowy these days. So it's even creepier. I think in his mind, since I'm a smoker, I'll come out eventually. Silly him though, because I go out front when I see him out there. He said several things to me before the wine fiasco went down that were red flags. But at the time, I figured it might be a cultural or language difference. Because English was his third language. And America was the third country he has lived in. I guess, more of the story is trust your gut. He's still bothering me. And like I said, we only spoke and hung out for a few weeks of the summer, 2020. My last message from him was last night. He asked me what he had done wrong and if I felt disrespected in any way. I have not spoken to him since he screamed at me for not sleeping with him, sandwiched in with emitting horrible animal abuse. I thought about answering his text with a brutal truth about how twisted and creepy he presented himself as and how uncomfortable he made me feel but I don't want to give him any ideas on how he should improve. Stay smart, folks. Don't drink things that people give you if the seal's broken. He was definitely trying to drug me. Edit. To everyone telling me to move, I appreciate the concern for my safety. I would love to move, since I have become uneasy in my home environment. But moving is expensive and not something I can afford at the moment. I also do have a stun gun, pepper spray, and a handgun. I'm extremely reluctant to ever use a gun on a person, but I do have training on the weapon. I do bring the pepper spray with me every time I go outside now, even if it's just to take out the garbage or pop into my car for a second. When I was around 12 or 13, a new neighbor moved into the house next to mine. Her sons helped her move in and left soon after. I don't believe my mom and I ever got a formal introduction. Her name was Carol, 
She was probably in her mid to late 60s with short gray curly hair and glasses. She looked like your cliche white grandma. Something about Carol immediately gave me the creeps. I never knew what it was though, so I just shrugged it off. One time I was in my backyard when I got a feeling that someone was watching me. I looked over to Carol's house and there she was staring at me from the window. It wasn't like a glance or that she was walking by. No, she was staring. We made eye contact for an uncomfortable amount of time, then I ran inside. For whatever reason, my town decided one weekday morning to repave our street. I still had to get to school and my mom had to get to work. We had our garage door open and we were about to leave when Carol appeared in our driveway. She said, you can't drive on that, the repaved street. My mom said something along the lines of, yeah I know, but he has school and I have work. Carol just stared at us and said again, no you can't drive on that. She continued to block the car and just stare. Eventually my mom said something like, oh yeah we won't drive on it and I guess that satisfied Carol and she went back into her house. Of course we did drive on it, which thankfully didn't hurt my mom's tires or anything. Carol wasn't our neighbor for too long, maybe a few years, and then she moved out, and I believe out of state. She had a boyfriend from what I can recall, and I remember him sitting in the front yard in his lawn chair with a pocket knife cutting bark off the tree they had. Anyway, she was the odd neighbor to say the least. About two months ago, while talking to my landlord, she asked me a simple question that was, is your downstairs neighbor loud? I honestly didn't think much of it and just said, they play loud music sometimes. After arguments, they tended to blast their music. My family is pretty quiet because we lived in apartments all our life, so we were very shocked to find that we had got a noise complaint. A few days after the noise complaint, our downstairs neighbor comes up and knocks on our door. She then asked us to quiet down and stop the stomping. We were confused because everyone just came home, so we were sitting on the couch talking about our day with the TV off. We pieced together that it was our downstairs neighbor who filed the noise complaint. We did some thinking about what would have triggered her into doing that, and I bring up the incident where the landlord asked me that question. We decided to ask the landlord if she filed a complaint against her on our behalf, and she admits to doing that. My family has been going through hell for the last two months because of the noise complaint. We didn't even want to be filed. Every time she thinks she hears a noise, she bangs on the ceiling loudly with an object while screaming that she has even called the police on us. She still bangs and now we are very concerned because a couple days ago, we woke up to the doorknob broken from someone trying to force her way into the apartment. We also suspect her of being the person that slashed one of the tires on one of our cars. She takes any opportunity to watch us, and we frequently catch her looking into our cars. We're stuck in the lease for five more months, so I hope nothing happens before then. We currently plan on filing a police report, but I honestly don't think much will come from it due to the fact that we currently have no proof. My grandma is terrified to stay home alone now, and is very hesitant to open the door because we often hear it rattling. I'm a 17-year-old male. My neighbor has a complicated reputation with my family, and I've heard a few stories over the years of interactions with him. 
He's around 70 with a two-story house on a street of otherwise one-story houses. I have anxiety and avoid talking to adults as a kid, so I never directly talk to him. But my mom tells me that he once blew a foghorn at our dogs for barking, reporting my dogs as dangerous just because we had to chase him down the street after he ran off. According to her, he does this quite often around the block. He watches things to make things safer and confronts people about it. I go out to the backyard a few times a day to smoke and usually I don't have any issues with him because we have tall fences and I've never noticed him around. But I've recently seen movement behind the fence and crunching of leaves and yesterday I'm 99% sure that I saw a white robe through the cracks of the wood, which he wears. Both me and my mom thinks he watches me and it creeps me out a lot, but she doesn't seem to think it's much of an issue. I started going out into the shed because I don't feel comfortable anymore in the open. I really think he's a creep. I've always been borderline obsessive about locking my doors. I did it as a kid and as a teenager. I learned, through experience, that a locked door is at least a deterrent and can give someone warning that a person wants to illegally enter their space. It's something I'm known for. Even at social gatherings, I'll lock doors behind me when I come in, without even thinking about it. I've heard the line, well, who the hell locked it, followed by that flush of embarrassment because, of course, it was me, and now I have to say it. For over a decade, I've done nightly checks because I can't sleep without doing so. Knowing this is a preface to my story and highlights how strange this situation is. I've just only moved here recently, about five months ago, from a way more heavily populated place in my state. The house where we reside is set far back from any pavement road, separated by two dirt roads and two private driveways. My rental is on another person's property. So you go down their private drive and off to the side is my own private drive. And I've never even seen a pedestrian back here. Nice and very private. No one can even come here without explicit instructions and often I still have to meet them down the road as GPS places my house a few fields to the south of where it really is. It's a paradise for people like me who value their privacy and don't like having visitors without prior notice. The house is semi-surrounded by trees and brush, with a field on the other two sides. It took a bit to get used to the rurality of it, hearing coyotes often, sometimes cows screaming in the night, and the darkness of having no nearby sources of light pollution. Nearest town is over 20 miles away. But get used to it we did. Another relevant tidbit. I don't sleep in a completely dark house. I always leave lights on in a common area. Usually only one, but a light nevertheless. The back door leads off into the trees, but it didn't feel so creepy, as a few yards in there is a six-foot-tall wire fence, laden with vines and offering a further modicum of privacy. No one uses the back door, There's really no reason to. A month in and I found myself locked out. 
Unfortunately, I often locked the door handle on my way out. Out of reflex, really. As my conscious mind is the part where I know if I have my keys or not. But my subconscious takes over when I'm distracted. I knew I had only locked the handle on the back door, and figured I could just pop it to get myself in. I checked the door out, and it was pristine. None of those minute scratches that are present when you take a flat metal object and pop the lock on a cheap door. I didn't want to damage it, so I swallowed my embarrassment and called the landlord, admitting that I had locked myself out and needed back in. He came and let me in and I worked on being more mindful. A little more than a week later, I wake up thirsty. I walk groggily to the kitchen and as soon as I open my bedroom door, I realize it's way darker than it should be. My ever-burning light is out. I wonder briefly if there's a power outage, but I can hear my fan behind me in the room I just vacated, so that can't be it. I take another step and the hair stands up on the back of my neck. That feeling that someone's watching. Another step and it's beyond feeling. It's a conviction. I turn my head to the left, where instinct says the person is standing and for a split second I'm relieved. No one's there. And the next instant though, that relief abandons me as I notice. I can see stars where only darkness should be. My back door is wide open. I take two very fast steps backwards, out of the view of anything that could be in my backyard. Knowing I'm responsible for more people's safety than just my own, I don't retreat for long, almost immediately stepping back forward and further. I have to shut the door, of course. The entire path there, I just know someone's out there in the darkness waiting until I'm close enough to snatch. I reach out into the pitch darkness for the knob, expecting to feel a hand close over mine any second. After moments of panic, driven fumbling, my hand makes contact with the knob and I pull it shut with a slam. I go to turn the lock and find it still engaged. Maybe, just maybe, this once, the door wasn't completely shut like maybe the latch hadn't fully engaged. The turned-off light remained a mystery. Both of my boys said it wasn't them, and that's very believable because they've never done it before. Both of them having a light to find the bathroom and such, so I just write it off as strange, but nothing else was amiss. So it was just one of those things that'll never have a full explanation. From that point forward, I put my weight into the door anytime I check or lock it from my rare but occasional trips to the backyard. Life goes on, and I almost put it in the back of my mind, until almost three weeks later. I awoke from a nightmare. For the last ten years I haven't had a dream I can remember, but I do occasionally have nightmare clusters. Mouth dry, bladder throbbing. It was one of those bad ones where you wake up making inarticulate sounds. Trying to scream from a sleep-paralyzed mouth. Deja vu. After my bathroom trip, I emerge into a dark kitchen. Two steps in. Someone's watching. Door is wide open, 
A panicked quick retreat followed by a fear-fueled moment of bravery. Where I rush forward and close the door, sure at every moment that I'm about to be torn out into the night and slaughtered. Strange. I know for sure the door didn't pop on its own this time. What the fuck is going on? My adrenaline rush finally crashes as I lay in bed after, trying to figure this out. I've left my bedroom door open this time, so I can hear any goings-ons in the house. And I finally fall back asleep with two hours to spare, before I have to get up. When I get back up to wake my boys, I'm halfway to the coffee maker before I see it. The facing door is open again. This time, no real feeling of being observed. Lights still on in the kitchen. I do what I already should have, and check the door and jam for evidence of tampering. There's new scratches and bend marks where the aluminum gave when being pried. At least this means it's not a ghost. I don't really know what to do, life goes on. Two weeks after that, the chickens pen 30 feet or so from my bedroom window crow long into the night. Even the hens are part of the show this time with the hens making eerie little screams. It makes my sleep fitful, not very restful, and I wake up at 2 a.m. when my fan goes out, powers out. Damn. I get up to utilize the latrine and to light a couple kitchen candles to save anyone needing to get up in the night from traversing the house in the darkness. Two steps in, cue the hair in the back of my neck, and this time... I can hear the crickets before I even turn my head. The door is, of course, open. After I survive another door shutting, I spend a lot of the day thinking about this. There was more damage, scratches and gouges in the jam this morning. I try to rationalize how this can possibly be happening, and can't think of anything that makes sense. Any innocent reasons I can attribute to it go out the window when I remember this has never happened even once in the daytime. I think maybe I missed the scratches, that they were already there and my paranoid brain told me they were worse, which could be feasible, all except for the day I got locked out and I remember, it was in such good condition that I didn't even have the heart to pop the door myself. I decide to change the deadbolts around and the front door has a square, lead cord lock. The back has a sloping one that I'm honestly sure is actually backwards in the door. Work picks up. Life moves on. That night I'm exhausted. Can't find my Phillips head. So in place of changing the locks, I put an errant Christmas decoration adorned with bells to place on the door handle and go to sleep. It's never happened two nights in a row anyway. I even considered setting up a camera, but thought of that little fact in my musings. Plus, I'm honestly scared to see what it would catch. For once, I'm in bed early, and I fall off as soon as my head hits the pillow. Cue the nightmares. This night I wake the first time at midnight on the dot. Dark kitchen, back door open, scary as heck fall back asleep wake up at 1.30 door open motherfucker wake up at 3 
and to my enormous relief, the door is closed. Fall back asleep right into a nightmare. In this nightmare, I can hear Christmas bells. I come upon a little girl with her back turned to me, and in that weird nightmare logic, I'm at first not that afraid of her. I ask her what her name is, and she responds with, Someone's coming. Someone's coming. Chanting it over and over. She starts to get louder, and after a few crescendoing repetitions, all the while Christmas bells as a background, she turns to me jaw on her chest, mouth unnaturally wide and screams, Someone's here. I pop awake. It's five and a false dawn shines faintly through my window. I immediately get up to check the door. Of course, the kitchen is dark. The door is open, but surprisingly no feeling of being watched. It feels like the danger has passed, like gun smoke in the air after the main event has passed. I close the door and to my absolute horror, I turn to find the Christmas bells laid neatly on my dryer, no longer attached to the door. I talk to my boys that morning, ask them about what they heard or if they heard anything the night before. My 13-year-old says nothing, nothing at all, except no, wait. I got up at 2.30 to pee and the back door was open. I shut it. I ask him about the bells. He's pretty sure they were there on the handle. So I switched the locks. A few days ago, there was more damage to the door, but so far the lock is holding. About two weeks after my last post, there was one strange occurrence. I had left my bag in my car, with my allergy meds and nasal spray inside. I woke up in the night and couldn't breathe through my nose because I was getting a cold. I went outside through my front door and walked through the side around the house to the carport. I have one light out front, but it's just a standard porch light so it doesn't reach that far. The edge of a pretty dense group of trees is about 30 feet from my front door. It only stretches about 20 feet across, as there is a driveway on one side and a cleared field on the other. As I was walking out, I heard some movement in them. At first, I wasn't very concerned, as I live out in the country and it's not uncommon to hear animal life out here. Most of them won't approach people, but I did note it and looked in that direction. The combination of low light and the density on the trees and brush made trying to see what made the noise pretty futile, but I didn't see anything. I reached into my car and grabbed my bag and walked towards my house. The noise repeated, but sounded an awful lot like a heavy bipedal animal. I stopped near my stairs and turned to try and see, but as soon as I looked, the noises stopped. I could have been wrong, but it was strange that looking halted the noises, like whatever was out there watching and seeing me look. I said, Hello? Is anyone out there? Nothing. Just silence. I stood there looking for a minute, goosebumps all over. I yelled again. Nothing. What made it worse was there was no insect sounds either which I'm sure was not part of it, but creepy nonetheless. For a solid minute, I just looked, trying to will my eyes to see whatever the cause was of the noises. I turned to walk up my stairs and whatever or whoever, 
It was. Took off in the opposite direction. I'm quite positive it was a person. It went through the brush away from me at first, but within a few steps it had broken to the left for the darkened driveway on that side. It was definitely someone on two feet, and heavy. The sound of those running footsteps will stay with me for a long time. I'm so glad they were going in the other direction. The next day I went and checked my dirt driveway. There were footprints, but there were others among them from this new crew work that had happened the day before. In my neighborhood there is a group of people who live there that grades the roads and does light tree work. It's needed and appreciated, because even a slight storm can knock down road-blocking branches. I go out and help sometimes, it's quite nice. There were a few sets, and one set in particular that had a wide stride, with divots from pushing off its speed. Once I got to where the driveway met the dirt road, there was no way to trace where they had gone. Of course, by then, the prints had already been obliterated by the tire tracks of early risers. As far as evidence goes, it wasn't much. I mean, they could have been made the day before. After that, nothing. All was quiet. No more strange sounds of the night. No more waking up to an open door. Strangely enough, I've learned to trust my instincts through this, because I never again walked into my house and felt watched or not alone. All of this only makes sense in context, so let me tell you later of what I learned. After a month or so of this piece, I was feeling pretty good. I didn't know why it had all of a sudden stopped, even if whoever it was in the trees that night was the perpetrator. I doubt I had scared them off even that night, let alone completely. I tried not to question good fortune, but I was curious as to what the heck had happened. Why had any of this happened at all? What was the goal? Why did it all of a sudden feel as if whatever cloud I'd been living under was lifted? I truly believe every single time I felt watched during that time was legit now. It wasn't just me, because I felt it when it was gone. It's too much to be coincidental with the timing. Here's the reason I think this and my theory. I was talking with my landlord one afternoon. He lives close by and when I see him out, I often walk over. He also comes over occasionally when he sees me. He had been pretty busy lately, not only with all of the social groups and such he's in, but he had also been doing a lot of traveling. So for a month or so, I hadn't really talked to him. Our conversations meandered the topic of the neighbor to my left side. He was a strange one, but up until this point it seemed quite harmless. He spent most of his time in his house. I thought it was because of maybe a slight agoraphobia, as he rarely went anywhere and seemed to have most things delivered. I know, I know, writing this now, there's already lots of foreshadowing that I should have seen. But people rarely see things like this when they are actively in the situation. I didn't know the guy well, but he wasn't super friendly. The mornings I would see him out in his rope and boxers, on his porch or in his yard, I would wave and he never waved back with the exception of once. I think that once was an accident, like he half waved and seemed to realize who I was and dropped his hand. 
My landlord told me in his conversation that he was quite sure this guy had a very outdated opinion on women. I had mentioned he never waved, and that's what he responded with, the reason he guessed he didn't. Here's the interesting point, though. He said something to the effect of, I don't think you'll have to worry about that anymore, as in his antisocial attitude. So I of course asked him why. He was of the opinion that his house was about to be foreclosed on, and that he had made a run for it early. Basically that he went to live with family or hooked a rental before the police showed up to formally evict. He wasn't sure though. It was just a hypothesis. I thought maybe he was on disability or something prior to this, as he never seemed to go to work, but he clearly had some way to pay his bills. Or so I thought. I started to pay more attention, and I think my landlord is correct. The sheriff's office showed up with papers one day, but as far as I've seen, no one came to the door. So today I'm going to go up there. I'm going to knock. I hope he's not laying dead in there. But I would really think I would have smelled him by now if so, even with the cooler weather. Not to be morbid or anything, I just have to consider it as a possibility. I haven't seen him since a day or so before the tree footsteps, which is strange. But I really just don't know at this point. Anyways, the leading hypothesis in my mind is that it was him. I can't speak for motive, though. Maybe he was working himself up to do something worse. Maybe he was just trying to scare me off. Or maybe he had some type of mental issue and the whole thing was part of some plan. I'll never understand. 